Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is... To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? It is Lip Service. I'm Angela Yee. I'm Stephanie Santiago. I'm Jasmine Brand. I'm Laura Mora. And I'm Kiana Lede. Kiana Lede. I like your eyebrows. Thank you so much. Yes. I take pride in my eyebrows. Yes, <laughs> look really good. Thank you. That's the look now, too. Because I feel like it's a... I did mine's fluffy today, too, right? Her, hers are... Stephanie's are a little, but not all the way. Hers are a little up and then... Yeah. Sure. Eyebrows have gone through a lot of phases. Remember when really mm-hmm. thin, narrow, skinny yes. eyebrows Pencil. were in? <laughs> that was not my era, for yeah. sure. <laughs> that wasn't for me People would shave it time. and then draw their eyebrows on. I'm like, what was oh the my, my, my mom had really thin eyebrows. Now they're feeling a little bit, but her and eyebrows are thin. In Miami, they used to call it the chonga eyebrows. A chonga? What does chonga mean? Uh, the, it's like a little something offensive a bit offensive yeah oh, I, dope. sorry I said it then well Kiana Lede this is your first time up here so yeah. toast to you cheers I don't drink so I'm I doing water okay. cheers. cheers you've never drank Never in my life. Oh, sorry. That's oh, okay. Man. Okay. My parents you- gave me one sip of non-alcoholic beer and non-alcoholic wine when I was like 12. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this shit is disgusting. <laughs> Never tasting it again. Oh, and you meant it. I really meant it. Also, just like trauma when mm-hmm. it comes to like alcoholism and shit. You okay. Know? I was just like, I seen what all the shit does. Right. I'm good. Understandable. Mm-hmm. What about smoking or anything? Nothing. Nothing. Just mushrooms. Okay. That's enough. You just microdosed for the first time, Jasmine. For the second time. Oh, second time. Both times were with me. I didn't feel anything. Do you smoke weed? Uh, Occasionally. Okay, so not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -mm. Not a lot. I feel like I've, 
well, Christine, um, she smokes a lot of weed. Uh-huh. And I always call her out in my interviews. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no one even knows she's, she's there. Like, I'm, I'm, always, right I'm like, Christine. <laughs> she, she smokes, smokes a lot? Yeah, she mm-hmm. smokes a lot, so she never feels it. Uh, is that? Oh, okay. So that's a thing, because I don't really smoke, and I did it too, and I... I mean, I've done shrooms plenty of times. The thing is, I think for me, if I would have, we did uh, like half of a, like kind of like a gummy. Mm -hmm. And then we did other half. I think if I did it together, like then I probably would have felt it. Right. Mm. We're being cautious. It was a a microdose of a microdose. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I think you could. Also, I feel like the sugar might like. Cancel it out because it was a gummy. Yeah. yeah, Because when I went to Amsterdam, they were saying like, as soon as you eat something sugary, like if you're having a bad trip. Drink juice because mm-hmm. as soon as you have something sugary, it starts bringing your your come up down. Okay. So, what do you yeah. think is the best form of mushrooms? Like the chocolate or just a regular straight Mushroom. from the plant? Like the first time I did it, it was tea, mm-hmm. which I really loved because mm-hmm. it hits you like kind of slow, and then you can just drink more throughout the mm-hmm. process if you feel like you can handle it. I loved that. I feel like also my body was really sensitive to it because I had never done nothing, mm-hmm. but then. I like just eating it too. I like I like eating it. They the taste a little funky. Mushroom. Mushroom. Do they? Do you like mushrooms? I do. I've I've been doing them and since I like before. The when people acted like there was something wrong. Before it was cool. Yeah. She, she was doing it before it was cool. Yeah, when people were acting like, oh my god, this is so bad, and then now everyone's here. Doing we are. It. Mm. Yeah, here we are. Now. I'm ready to try it. I tried it with Gigi. In Miami, it was a little, I was nervous. I think she gave me a microdose of Yeah. Microdose. And I think mm. anything you try, like try a little bit to see yeah. how it affects you because you don't want to overdo it. You'd rather add on than have to be like, I'm never doing this again. Dear God, please. Let <laughs> yeah. And that's what I, that's my biggest fear. I'm <laughs> like, too. what if I start crying a yeah. lot? <laughs> but then... I don't feel like mushrooms does that. It happens whatever you're going cry. through, right? It made me cry once. See? One time. Mm-hmm. Was it therapeutic or was it like you were scared? No, I was laughing so hard I was crying. Okay, that's oh, not, that's, that's good. That's good. That's good. Cry. I was scared because they say you, whatever like, emotions you feel in at that moment or however, that's why you have to be in the right environment with the right people. I feel yes. like that's like LSD, but like mushrooms just makes you see like purple lights and stuff. Do you ever write or perform or record while you're... um? Oh my God. I actually have the best story for that. So there's a song at the very end of my album called Magic. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Perfect. Magic Mushrooms. It's called Magic. And um, it's very like mystical and like hopeful. And it was so great because that day I had taken a fuck ton of mushrooms. <laughs> and I went with my girls to uh, Manhattan Beach and we went and- I like Manhattan Beach. It's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we got on a boat and we went dolphin watching. Wow. So we were high as fuck watching the dolphins swimming on this boat, like sitting at the very edge. It was so beautiful. And then right after that, I went to the studio and sang the songs. Magical. Oh my God. Never had a better experience. Have you ever had sex on shrooms? You know what's funny? (laughs) Every time I've tried to do that, I've fallen asleep. What? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm like in bed. And then if I'm really high, I just start like meditating. I just get into this meditative space. And then I just get distracted by that. And I don't even make it to you the fucking. You be with your man. He's like, yes, it's about to go down. <laughs> I was about to say the middle of it. I know, right? That would be sad. That'd be really sad. Well, let's talk about the new album that you have out. Now, I saw you post, sometimes you got to face yourself. And in this album, you are taking some accountability. Mm. I mean, we got it right before um, this started. But Bitter Bitch... Okay, hmm. that's accountability right there. Yeah. I mean, I just <laughs> she said, yeah. Because when, yeah. when I saw the title, I was like, she got to be talking about somebody else. But yeah. you talking about yourself. You know, I just like, I really wanted to say, I, I actually have a good story about that too. <laughs> I really wanted to just say like, 
you, I don't give a fuck about you. I give a fuck about like whatever the remnants of whatever you did to me is. Mm -hmm. Like, I still feel that shit. It's trauma that I'm like getting over and I'm just bitter about it. <laughs> and I went to brunch with my ex. Oh. After we broke up, like a year after we broke up and he was asking if there were songs about him on the album. Again. And I said, yup. And I played him that one. And he was like, he was like listening to it and he's like, <laughs> it's kind of a bop though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's very telling when you're with somebody, um, if you feel like you're not acting like yourself, mm. that means that that was like a bad experience. Cause sometimes when you're like, why am I a bitter bitch right now? Like, why am I doing things that I normally wouldn't do? And so out of character, but not in a good way, but in like a negative way. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had, has everybody here had an experience where they dated somebody and it was shitty because here you are like going through phones and, you know, doing shit that you're like, this is not, not even, even me. me. Why am I acting like this? Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if it's not me, but it's like, I feel like sometimes people or we allow people to pull certain things out of us that mm -hmm. don't need to be out. They just need to be chilling in the cut sometimes. Right. Um, I've never been through nobody's phone. Good for you. Yeah, I haven't never I have in the past. I did. I, I God told me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> did you find something? Yeah. For me, it's like yeah. as soon as I'm going through your phone, don't I don't. Do I already don't trust you. Yeah. So yeah. like, there's something wrong there. But also, I know if I go through your phone, I'm gonna find something yeah. because I'm because looking for it. I'm gonna justify <laughs> why I went through your you phone. Manifest you know? the No, but it's like you talking shit. Because we just got in a fight or something, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to find that. And I'm that was a, I mean, it was yeah. a long, I haven't done that in so long, but I definitely have. Like, I have probably haven't done that in maybe like eight years, but I just know how hard it was. Because I remember going through an email, my ex left his email open and how devastating that was. And I was just like, man, I, and I forwarded all the emails to myself so that so when- So you could take your time and look at them. Emails. So I could remind myself. Oh, why was he emailing? Um... He it was, was doing like, well, it was like this. He was emailing, he took a girl on a trip. So he was emailing like the travel agent at the time, like stuff. And then she was forwarding her information. And then he was like sending pictures. Oh no. You know, that would hurt my little feelings. I feel like that's yeah. an industry guy, classic thing. They he wasn't communicate with in, their side girls. He worked in finance. And then the other thing that happened was it was his birthday that I found it on. So, you know, we oh, were wow. supposed to go out and I was so like- did, had, So you told him on his birthday? I, I tried to hold it and I just couldn't. He was, cause I was like, man, do I want to ruin this man's birthday? Cause I was really still trying to be like gracious. Mm -hmm. And then he was on his way to my house. And then I just sent him a message like, don't even bother coming. I can't make it. He thought I was sick or so he was like, what's the matter? What happened? Then I just started forwarding him. Oh shit. Um, his own emails. Mm. And then what did he say? I mean, what could he say? You could still, you know. First, people get very mad and defensive. How that dare you, you go on my yeah. email? So first, it's your fault, right? Because that's like such an invasion of privacy. It is, though. Mm. It definitely is. But that's invasion. why I say if you do that, because we already, I think, we're on the brink of about to break up. Because I've, he like <clears throat> butt dialed me while he was in. The, he did a lot of dumb shit. So I kind of knew it wasn't, and he left it open. I wasn't looking for it. I went on to um to Gmail and it was just open. And so he hadn't logged out. And I said, God is like, girl, look. Right. Girl, it's like the light was shining. No, God is like, I butt out you. <laughs> you stayed with How many man. more signs do you need? <laughs> right. He's like, do you need me to put the girl here? <laughs> yeah, I never, I never been through a guy phone. But when I was dating, when I was living in Toronto, the guy I was dating with, um, they were on their break. 
And um, he was planning like, well, he played basketball. So, you know, they have like two weeks off before, right out after All-Star. So we were planning a trip supposedly to the Bahamas, this and that, this and that. And his sidekick kept going off and he had this girl that he was sidekick. dealing with. Oh, yeah. I was like, side, side piece. Oh, oh no, wow. sidekick. Yeah. That's okay. how, that's the first and last time I went through a man Kiana, phone. do you know what a sidekick is? Yeah. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think I was jealous of people because they all had one and <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, I went through it. Like he was getting ready for the game. So I went through it and basically the same trip. So they have two weeks. He, the second week of their break, he was planning a trip with the girl from Atlanta. Mm. And kept lying, and he found me looking through it. I went in the bathroom, locked the door. Oh, that's the worst. They can't even get in. It was the worst. That's when, like, yeah. (laughs) Listen, he was so mad. He's going crazy. And he didn't want me to go through it so bad to the point, like, we, he hit me. Like, that's the first time, you know, in cartoons. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I'm over that. It's okay. It never happened again. Trust me. I love okay, it. <laughs> right. But you know, in the cartoons, when the cartoon character get hit and they see stars. Oh no! I not said, stars. "Damn, That's just so going through the phone." Like, I, so phone. I never really mm-hmm. after that never went through a man's phone. I I don't allow them to go through mine either. But that was like my shocking. Like, yeah, never again. Like he was planning a trip with me and her one week. Me the next week her. Jeez. I give my man my phone. I make sure he looks through my phone. Mm. I be like, look, I'm not talking to nobody but you. But don't check my other phone. <laughs> don't check my other phone. <laughs> Wait, do, do you don't go to his phone? <laughs> no, I don't go. Listen, I um by mistake, like Ange, I came up on my son's father's Facebook and it ruined our relationship. So I learned my lesson early. Not to when you look, you're gonna find something. Just period. But, okay, let, what about this? Have y'all ever cheated? Mm-hmm. I, I, I almost every time I got caught cheating was through my phone. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! So that's why you give it to him. It's kind of yeah, like a projection. Like, like do you like, know my history? Yeah. <laughs> like, go ahead, take a look. He's like, no, I look, I'm you. not a cheater anymore. <laughs> so he knows that you cheated before, though. Yeah, I'm pretty honest about it. I, I was young, you know, when I was, in, in, I was in my first relationship, and that was like all my my whole experience. And then I became a model and. I had all these opportunities to be with, like all these options, these amazing. Mm. Had a Rolodex in your phone. <laughs> That's yeah. Tough yeah. When it's lit like that, you especially like, in the beginning, it was really no, nice. Never. Have you ever been tempted to cheat? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. One time, I think, but that's also because. It was really bad. Like the relationship was really bad. You know, it this was, guy really affected you. Yeah, but yeah. this was like my first boyfriend. This okay, was my this first love. Okay. When you like, you know, when you you get into your first love and you just like stick around because you want it to be, you mm-hmm. think that's it, you know? Right, you don't know any better. Yeah, so no matter how bad he treated me, which it was really bad, mm-hmm. I was like, I think I was just looking for someone to be nice to me. Oh. So that was the only time I was tempted, but I didn't do it. So is this the same person like from Fair Play, the songs that... Fair Play, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, this is Fair Play. Yeah. Now, on this album, is that the same person from no. Fair Okay, so this is a different ex. Yeah. Okay. Another bad ex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all bad ex when like, you get a good one, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, ex. I feel like they can be good people. They're just not good for you. Mm-hmm. And also, I think the really important thing is, like, not only are they not good for you, but they're probably not, like, ready for you. Okay. You know? Okay. Once someone st- stops putting in effort, I feel like it's already like done. Right. Yeah. It's hard to get it back too. Uh, now let's talk about your tattoos for a second. Okay. Do you have, um, so how many tattoos do you have? I don't know, man. You don't know? Have you ever had a guy tattooed on you? I actually do. <laughs> I have uh, my best friend that passed away in August. Okay. So this is the only guy, but he was my best friend. 
And you, I remember you put out that project, the unfinished. Mm -hmm. Was that the motivation for you to be like, I just feel like I need to put this out now because I know that you had a tribute, mm -hmm. you know, for your best friend that yeah. passed away on there. Yeah, there was a time where I was, I was freaking out about death, like mm -hmm. probably for like a year. It was something that I thought about constantly. Maybe every day I would have like a little bit of a freak out, and it was it was really hard to let that go and. Once he passed away, I felt like it all was real, you know, that that fear was like really there in front of my face and 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 real. And I needed to just process how that feeling affected me and what that really felt like for someone to be gone and where do I think they go? And he affected me in such a positive way. He really made me stronger. Like I was going through a lot at that time mentally. And he was also my Muay Thai trainer and I would be with him every single day. And right. not only did he teach me to like be strong physically, but mentally, he was like, man, my, one of my biggest cheerleaders for sure. And always was really protective over me and showed me even though it wasn't like romantic, mm -hmm. he showed me what a good man can do for you in your life. Oh, well, that's, that's beautiful. That's, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it was beautiful. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, hey, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keep you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boost the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, 
I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you have him tattooed. You have strawberry shortcake. Yeah, it's my mom's favorite character. <laughs> you want to hear something so funny? I was talking about Halloween. <laughs> yeah. And one year um, I was going to go trick-or-treating. I used to have to take piano lessons growing up, right? Mm. But my piano teacher, I know you play the piano too. I'm nowhere on your level. but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm nowhere on my old level, so it's okay. <laughs> but my piano teacher had cats and I was allergic to cats. So my piano lessons were every Monday and I was there and I got a really bad allergic reaction. And so my mom wouldn't let me go outside. And I had um, a sour grapes costume. She's one of the characters from Strawberry Shortcake. She's like the bad one. And I just sat at home in my costume and cried because she wouldn't let me go outside. Oh, the oh, real sour grapes. Yeah. I was so sad in my little sour grapes um, costume. It manifested. You were in character. Yeah. 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 Sour grapes really were in character. Anyway, I just want to say, but. Yeah, so we, and that's so funny because I was just talking about that today, and a lot of people don't know who Strawberry Shortcake is. Mm-hmm. I, I do, but I didn't know who sa- Sour Grapes was. Sour Grapes, sour grapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Me neither. Yeah. yeah, my mom gave me a lunchbox, and it was like a vintage <laughs> lunchbox. My mom grew up in foster care, so she like didn't have shit. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't, they're not allowed to take shit yeah. um, to, from house to house. And she found this vintage lunchbox, and it was Strawberry Shortcake, and she gave it to me one day. <laughs> To take to school and I lost it. She was like, she literally told me, like, anytime she told me, don't lose this, lost I lost, lost it. it. Every single fucking time. So she was like, don't lose this because it was very how special you lose to her. A lunchbox. I know. I, I don't, Easily you eat and then you Jamaire leave it and it's it. So but who's many. not gonna t- who's gonna steal your lunchbox? Oh, I mean, it sounds like it was a nice lunchbox. It was very cute. So I told her, now since I lost her lunchbox, I always have strawberry shortcake on me. And what did she say? Uh-huh. She was okay with that? Yeah, she was she was like, oh, that's cute. That's sweet. I also got like 
a honey, like a huge honeysuckle vine mm-hmm. on my on my hip. And that's also because she said, you know, they they would starve her basically in foster care. And wow. so her and her brother and sister would go and suck the juice from the honeysuckles. Wow. And when I showed that to her because it was so big, she was like, cool. It's so <laughs> sweet, like, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, she was a little She's bit. like my weird daughter. Is that why you have the honeycomb? Because I see you have the... This is actually from um, my favorite poet, Rupi Kaur. She has a, a book, uh, a collection of her poems, and it's called Milk and Honey. Mm-hmm. And it's really beautiful. She just talks about, you know, becoming a woman and what that feels like, especially as a woman of color. And every time, again, because I've dealt with bipolar, depression, anxiety, all that shit, and I was really depressed at the time. And that book did a lot for me, mm-hmm. and I would cry every page that I read it. And she... She does this really cool thing where she puts, she does a poem and then she draws like a fine line drawing next to it. So I took that fine line drawing and. What's her name? Rupi Kaur. Okay. Just remember Milk and Honey. Yeah. I'm interested. I love how meaningful everything is that you have. Like I don't have any tattoos because I don't, I don't don't want to change my mind. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but to me, it's like, it's a story either yeah, way. Yeah, you know? it is. And you can make up shit after. You're like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> That's I what this. I do. Yeah. <laughs> How many tattoos do you have? I don't even know. I have a bunch, but like all of the <laughs> reasons I got them are different reasons now. <laughs> do you not remember they the changed. first ones or something? <laughs> well, I got the big one on my stomach to cover up my stretch marks from having my son. Mm. And so that's the reason I got that one as a cover up. What is it? It's um I have I was these looking flowers. at it earlier. I have flowers on my hip. That's oh, pretty. That's beautiful. And they're all on my stomach, but it's like oh, now so it goes all the way across. Yeah, you see, I'm on my hips. But well, that looks um, painful. No, actually, I don't I um I'm I'm gonna be very honest. I didn't feel any of I have a gorilla here. Why a gorilla? gorilla? Well, uh-oh. The, the she changed. about to change the reason. Oh, yeah. What's the new reason? The first tattoo that was there was my ex-boyfriend's first and last name. Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, the so whole government. I, definitely got to cover that. <laughs> yeah, I had to cover it. So I had to pick something big. And I like gorillas. That, and so now it's like, oh, I'm a beast. So I have a gorilla on my wrist. I like, I like it. that. I feel like yeah. as soon as you put someone's name on your body, it fucks Make plans. It makes plans for other movements. Um, also, if I want to get over somebody, I should put, or if I want them to leave me or us to break up, I need to put their definitely name on Definitely tattoo it. Yeah. Or you sure. can just get tattoo. I think you, I would just get like initials because then you mm-hmm. could always like make something up easy for them. But I didn't mm-hmm. feel any of my this tattoos. For like <laughs> the only tattoo that hurt was the first one. I have a tramp stamp that I don't even look at. Well, you can. Well, yeah, you it's can. pretty hard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I don't care about it. But that's the only one that hurt. But all the rest of them, like I took a bunch of Percocet. So oh, I didn't feel a high. thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, got, I, I feel, actually, like I didn't feel the one on my ribs. I didn't feel the one on my stomach. Sheesh. I didn't feel any of them. Not even after? Yeah. No. And I was That's on ecstasy fun. when I did this oh, one on my finger. Well, can't you feel so. things more when you're on? I was, I don't That's know. We were like laughing. Me. Maybe it felt good. What, it, what? Is that your only tat? I have seven of them, but you really can see them. Like I have a rosary. All of them are butterfly themed, but more because butterfly to me is. Like, but you did one on your foot. Corn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have that the hurt. That, that hurt, was, right? Th- yo, <laughs> three people left the the tattoo. The guy was so pissed. No, for I me. know people who get three a lot of tattoos. Three people left the feet? office. That I mean, three people left hearing me scream. Like that was the worst one. They were like, "Ooh, I'm one. not coming here." <laughs> I have the one in the back of my neck, and then I have William here, but I didn't want to put William's name. 
because he's named after his father. And That's I her son. Yeah. To put uh, my son's name, so I put his nickname. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's but the good. one yeah. in your neck didn't hurt too bad, right? Um, yeah, that one wasn't bad. The one in the back of the neck wasn't bad. At I all. have one here on the side of my head that oh, it was just weird, like to have the buzzing in my head, like. Zzz, zzz, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. This one on my sideburn tickled. Yeah, and I was la- it was my third tattoo what is that ever. One? It's a lotus. Okay, I thought it was um, nice. Okay. And he was yelling at me because he was like, "That's <laughs> on your fucking face." He was so mad. He was like, stop fucking laughing. And uh, yeah, he was done with me. But it was it was so ticklish. It is. It was. The one on the head. I think I think the foot one is the worst. I've heard. Oh my god. I know people have an ankle. Yeah, wrapped around. Wrapped around and going. No, I know people who get tattoos all over their body and the leg and the foot. They're Yo, dead. It's the worst. Men. What about have you ever used like numbing cream and then got No. Them? What? I'm not a pussy. They spray it, but <laughs> it doesn't really work. It doesn't well, I really am work. a pussy. And okay. when I, if I get, I have a really small tattoo. It was too painful, so I didn't finish it. It's Where like, was it? It's a tiny star. It's awful. That's it. I'm telling you, it's take purpose. Like you don't big. feel anything. Yeah, I just couldn't finish it. So it's that's just a tiny star. You have to get another one with rain. Okay, I have a C-section, so I was thinking about getting something cut like yeah, on the, do it. Yeah. It's nice. Get some like a nice flower and yeah. take Percocets. You'll never feel a thing. Right. <laughs> what about do you? Do you have laser hair removal? Yeah, was that painful? I would say I like the feeling of tattoos more than I like the feeling of laser hair removal for okay. sure. Oh. It's like rare. I I really. I think it's hit or miss for me when mm-hmm. it comes to the pain of laser hair removal. Sometimes they say when you're on your period, don't oh, do don't it. That's do what, it. Yeah. yeah. And I think I pretty much do it on my period every time. All the time. Oh. Yeah. Because I was going to say with the numbing cream, that's a good idea. So but. I got my underarms lasered and that, um, how was that? It was okay. The underarms aren't that bad. Yeah, it's okay. when they go bad. on the inner lip of your pussy. Oh yeah. That's the worst. Well, I get waxes. So the only time No. That, yeah, yeah, I have laser hair removal. I'd much rather do lasers. The only time that really hurt was when I was pregnant. It felt your so, waxes don't hurt. They're, it's, it's it's bearable. It's bearable. It's not. It's like okay. I mean, but do you get ingrown a, hairs from that? Um. I yeah. Do. I just. I got do, way do, more from do, that. Do, 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 I think laser hair removal is amazing because there's no more ingrown Doesn't hairs. Doesn't that hurt? Though? Yes. Doesn't that hurt? It definitely hurts. I okay. think the first few sessions hurt the most, and then as you progress and there's less and less hair, it doesn't hurt so bad. So yeah. do you? Are you? Is it? little patchy when it grows like how long do you have before it's it like random right? hairs okay. but yeah. no but um, that's how my underarms are where it's random now yeah yeah but then it's done and then you can get it like touched up every now and then yeah that's a good okay thing so it's like do. underarms okay. also it's like when you wax you have to keep going back with to. laser it's like less and less every time this is the problem with laser though I, every time i think about getting it done they're like okay well you can't have you have to you know you can't have gotten waxed in the last few in the last few weeks yeah, you gotta let it grow you gotta shave Free the bush. That's so annoying. It's kind of hard to let when you yeah. let your hair grow on your legs. Let Not your anymore. It's, it's the it's the spring. It's the summer, so I've been shaving my legs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, let my, my, I don't shave my legs properly when it's cold out. At all. That, it's at prop, all. What's properly? At all. Do yeah. you get hard yeah. hair? I don't really get hard hair. Mm-hmm. It's soft hairs. Yeah. yeah. No. It's just like you do it, and it's just like I shave my legs every time I. I still oh, shave like, exactly. I shave I my legs every time I do. Every time I shower, I will not let so bad. I will not leave any hair down here. At all, I don't yeah. play that. But my legs, but I'm legs, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I told her that's like very um, misleading, misleading to people. False <laughs> 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 advertising. All right, now let's get into some of the music. Okay. All right, because you have the song with LMA, Jealous. Yeah. We had a whole conversation with this at work with um with Mano. All yes. right. So we were talking about um because you said that it's okay you could be with a guy and he's seeing other women, but you are going to be jealous, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Even though you can pretend I'm okay with us not being committed 
But truthfully, I don't want you to be with other women. Mm. And so is this a real life story for you? I just want my person to be obsessed with me. Mm. Same. Like, I don't, I just want to be like number one. You don't see nobody else. Da, da, da. Mm. Number one, no number two. Yeah, exactly. Because I am number one. So like, it's <laughs> like, it should be very simple. Um, <laughs> but I think like, I, I don't get jealous it's really hard for me to get jealous. I don't know. The only thing <laughs> this that, music says but otherwise. That's why I love the song. That's why I love the song because it's like, okay, cool. Like, I, so I found out I have a very anxious, avoidant attachment style. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I should be number one. But like, also, you can do what you're gonna do because I'm mm -hmm. probably gonna do what I'm gonna do. But like, we're here, you right. know. And so with that song, I love that it's like this internal conversation in my head. The only thing that I get jealous over is Instagram. Okay, that's so interesting. But I know, it's the only thing. Explain. Like, so, okay. I only get jealous when the person that I'm seeing or talking to is liking other bitches' pictures. Ooh. Okay. That bothers me so much. Really? What it's is it so about? annoying. What? Because because you want attention. So, like, if you want you, her to I don't see care. that you're like, okay. I don't care if you're, like, already following people and you're just, like, looking at their shit. We all are attracted to other people. It's normal, cool, science, whatever. So if you're like looking at other shit, cool, I get it. Look, her ass is really nice. She's beautiful. Cool. Keep scrolling. Because you, mm. you, you feel like- You really think Emily Ratajkowski is like looking for your- You think Lori <laughs> Harvey is looking for your fucking like? Oh my God. No. Why are you even going out of your way? You know? Because you feel like you want you want them to see that you liked their picture. Exactly. Okay. That's so funny. My um, ex used to like, I, I would see he liked pictures, but he was like, I just go and I just like everything. Like I scroll down my timeline and just like everybody. I A guy told me that too. Hmm. That's just the excuse. Also for me, it's like, if you're liking someone like, I don't know, like Georgia, right? Georgia's mm -hmm. fucking gorgeous. Everyone, Georgia Smith. Okay. Everybody knows she's fucking gorgeous, beautiful. If you're liking her photo, she's my peer, you know? Uh, like, I'm going to see her. Right. She's going to be right next to me, and talking then, to me, and you're going to be right next to me. So now I know, like, you're attracted to her. That's weird. It's fucking weird. Picture, does that mean I'm attracted to somebody? Can it mean you're pretty? What if it's a caption? Yeah. What if it's a song and the song is dope and... and what? So she Comment, dope it. song. It's also the type of pictures too. Okay, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. Cause what if it's like somebody previewing some new music and that's great. They have their picture up. <laughs> You're a fan. You're a fan. She's not with that. It. She's not with I don't like it either. Okay, so uh, as a person in this business, what happens if you like guys' pictures, but like other artists, male male artists? I mean, like, I'm not going to go like a shirtless picture of a male. I I honestly don't really be on Instagram like that either, though. Like, okay, I'm not. I don't like to scroll. It makes me feel shitty. Mm -hmm. mm. I don't like scrolling on Twitter. The only reason I'm on Twitter is to like see the updates. Okay. Or like see, like talk to my fans, you know? But I really don't be on social media like that. It's just not good for my mental health. Uh, fair enough. You know, I, I was just saying I'm trying to post more on Instagram because I barely do it. Like mm. I look at stuff for work. I'm always like being nosy to see what's going on so oh. I can report on things and have the full story. But I haven't been good at posting things, mm. you know, myself. And I know I need to. So Same. I'm just trying to get better at it. All right. So are you a jealous person? Yes or no? Because I'm no. I'm not sure. No. Instagram, Instagram <laughs> say, sounds like it a little bit. I'm I would say, lie. no, I would say I'm 96% not jealous. So if you're with somebody, you would like to be number one, but it's okay for them to have some number two, three, four. If we're talking. If you're just talking. Yeah. Do you want to know about it? 
Do you want him to be honest? Like, or if you call him and he doesn't answer, do you want him to be like, I was asleep? Or do you want him to be like, yeah, I was on a date? The thing is, I wouldn't know because I'm always number one. <laughs> there is no two or three. Well, ever. okay, you're out of town. You call, he doesn't answer. <laughs> I'm do not worried. Know why? Okay. No, I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. I'm not really pressed like that. <laughs> I love it. That's good. Listen, but, but let that nigga like somebody's Instagram picture. Yeah, then right? you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Then we're gonna have a conversation. Yeah. Yes. Don't answer the phone, but don't like the picture. Exactly. How was it working with LMA? It was great. Mm-hmm. Ella's my girl. I mean, she's always been so supportive of me since day one. I think there was there was a time where we both uh Fair Play was on the radio and Boot Up was on the radio. Okay. And then Boot Up good went times. You know, Boot Up did boom. And it was so dope because people were kind of comparing us at the same time at, at that time because people had like curly hair, we're both light skin. It was just like it was stupid, but people mm-hmm. were comparing us. And she kind of was just like, fuck that, and like posted my music on her story and was really supportive and then took me on her tour. So dope. I'm really grateful for her. She's dope. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people have embraced you, like other women, because you've worked with a lot of other um women artists. Yeah. I think like the energy that you put out is the energy that you're gonna get. And I'm like I'm not a competitive person either. I compete with myself. So if that's the energy that I'm putting out and I'm just like really comfortable with myself and really comfortable with you and I'm I'm down to like give you your props and like give you your flowers, there's that energy is just, it's different, you know? Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, hey, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keep you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boost the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, it's amazing to me how you even came into this game. And like starting off as young as you did, sometimes people will look at you as a kid. I look at like Chloe and Bailey and the criticism that they get as they've grown up before us. But I don't feel like that's happened to you. Mm. I feel like you came in as a, you know, young, but now people have allowed you the space to be who you are. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think I'm not, I'm also like very kept to myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a lot of friends that aren't in the industry and I really like to be in my little space in my little circle and with people that I trust. So, and I'm also like not really on social media like that either. Like I don't really be posting a lot of my personal shit. So I think that's also where I kind of, again, I put that energy out there and, Mm -hmm. and people don't really give a fuck. So I haven't really gotten a lot of criticism. And you don't care because you won't see it anyway. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not scrolling to find it. And for your mom, right, you talked about, you know, your mom growing up in foster care and having you, you feel like she like overloved you just because of everything that she's been through. You know, sometimes I find that people who've, um, our parents have had a rough childhood and it can make them go either way. But it feels like with your mom, she's like, oh yeah, she loves me so much. I mean, she sacrificed so much for me to be where I am today. And I think for her, she always seen an opportunity for me to thrive and love what I do. And she really wanted that for me. So she always gave me, tried tried her best to give me stability and also drive. And she's just, man, the amount of shit that that woman has been through, I, I don't know how she is so 
wonderful. Was she open with you about things or was it like as you've been going through therapy, asking questions? You know what's beautiful is like she's told me more as I get older Mm because there's a lot of fucked up shit like a 12-year-old couldn't understand or comprehend at all. But she has really – so since I've been on my mental health journey and like getting diagnosed and and going to therapy – she was really reluctant mm-hmm. uh, to believe me and what was going on because she was in denial because mental health issues run in my family. You know, right. it's it's genetic mostly. And so I think from her traumas, she really didn't want that to be true for me and mm-hmm. also really didn't want to, it to be true for her either, you right. know? So once she once she's seen how much it changed my perspective on life and really helped me and healed me and the amount of growth that I was doing it opened her eyes to what was possible for her that's great and now she's been like in therapy she goes every that's amazing her life is completely changed like her perspective she's she's treating her body right like she's just so she's a different not different she still has her core but the way that she handles things is just very different because she's she's healing through her trauma and you know, it's a lot. She's very guarded about what she went through as a kid. So she's kind of starting from like present mm-hmm. and going backwards and seeing like how that shit affects her now. And it's just really, it's really beautiful to see. She is so strong. See how people can learn from their kids <laughs> mm-hmm. too. I think, and even just when it comes to like therapy and mental health, you know, I feel like the previous generation, it was a lot more taboo than it has been. Yeah. People are having like way more open discussions about it. Just even being able to find um, therapists now, I feel like is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, ha- I feel like it used to really be hard. Yeah. 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 I also think it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. And I always say that because, you know, like a single mom, a black single mother that has two jobs trying to afford a living for herself and her two kids yeah. doesn't have time or and probably money. the money yeah. right. to be able to afford therapy yeah. and heal. And it really is a privilege. And I want to just take that and I, I call it secondhand therapy or hand-me-down therapy. Mm-hmm. And that's also what my music is. Like, I really want to take that and be able to share it with people so that even if they can't afford it, like they're feeling some sort of healing and feeling less alone. And it's interesting because you also are, are you write your own music. Right. And I feel like there's a different connection to an artist, you know, not saying that everybody has to write their own music or people can't have help or co-writers or even just, you know, be given a song. But for you, that's really important. Right. Mm-hmm. Really important. I definitely have co-writers that are really, really great. It mm-hmm. always comes from me. And and I do take songs sometimes. And the only times I take songs is when I feel like they said it better than I could. Okay. You know? Right. Um, and that's like therapy for yes. me because now I get to sing that story. And I'll always add my own shit to it for sure. But they definitely have said it better than I could. Maybe I couldn't have processed what I wanted to say about that specific thing yet. With co-writers, I love it because I always say like I love a group project. Mm-hmm. I always did in school. So being able to go back and forth with somebody and and have them help you kind of sort out what your thoughts are uh, and organize those thoughts and also just like validating sometimes I don't have the confidence to talk about what I want to talk about so for them to be like yeah no that's good that makes sense Mm -hmm. or like I think we could say it a different way that's really helpful when I write by myself that is definitely the most therapeutic because I started out everything writing poetry Mm -hmm. and so to be able to just put it all on paper and really like get the idea out and it's completely my own. It's so satisfying. 
And I have a different connection to singing those songs too. Like when I go on tour, it just feels so much more heartfelt. Like which one? Like for the new album, what would you say was the most therapeutic song for you? I mean, Bitter Bitch, actually. Bitter Bitch <laughs> interlude, that was good. That was really good. That was that was like really therapeutic. And I just remember being in the studio and like sitting in the chair and just being like, fuck. Like literally at the end of the song, I say like, I'm traumatized. <laughs> fuck. Because that's really, Where I really had that reaction Where were you myself. when you wrote that? I was in the studio. Okay. Um, at my manager at the time, they had a studio in their house. Mm -hmm. And I was just in the booth. And this was during COVID. So my engineer was, there was the like control room and then there was the booth. And we had to figure out a system yeah. where we would still stay separate. So I was in the booth and he would just talk to me from the talk back and he would go through the separate door and go into the control room. And I just remember like sitting there and so also let me say with Bitter Bitch Interlude, it's also <laughs> a response to reviews uh from youtube okay. so for kiki for the anniversary i put together like a compilation of all the reviews and every time i watched a review of skitterlude everyone would say like damn she's bitter some some <laughs> form of damn she's bitter and so it's also a response to that so i i called the guys that's who funny. produced a lot of the album and i was like we need a track that's like skitterlude i have something to say <laughs> and they were like okay cool so i got in the studio and i was just sitting there and i was like it just was flowing so easily like line by line it just felt so good and the album is called grudges and that's also a song on there so why grudges i like that. so thank you i Obviously, so I have I have another song on the album called Closure. Mm -hmm. Originally, the album was going to be called Closure because obviously when you get it out in music or you talk about it, you feel a little sense of closure, hopefully, for yourself. And I realized, and me and my team were talking about it when we were like going through all the songs and we were just like, this is not about closure. This is about grudges. Like, I am talking shit this whole <laughs> album. So I think that was more the therapy, was like getting everything out. And then I think there's a there's a double meaning to it because grudges, the actual song, is about trying to release those grudges and how it's hard. And you might not be doing it the right way all the time. And you might be going through a hard time. But you really just have to try to let shit go. And who is hard sometimes? It is fucking hard. At least for me. Because, you know, I will, yeah. I'll be holding I'm on. Really and I'm a Capricorn. You know, we are stubborn goats. Mm, Aries, <laughs> Ram. I, I am ready yeah. at all times to protect myself and protect my people. Mm -hmm. As soon as you fuck with one of my people, too, I'll hold a grudge. Even if they're over it and right. they forgive you, I'm still pissed. And I'm you're like, how dare way. you have made I me mad? Go. And then you went and forgave them. Right. Yeah. And now I'm over here still mad. <laughs> right. and I'm like, good for you. I love that. But fuck that nigga. Like, I will have, we will have a problem forever. I have grudges still from people in like third grade. Wow. You are. Yeah. Come on. Now, that's petty. I know. They're great. You got to let that go. I mean, uh, I does know. she? Third grade, <laughs> an eight-year-old. Do you? I don't know. You know what's so crazy? Sometimes I want to hold grudges, but I can't. <laughs> what? Like, I want to. Sometimes I'm like, I'm supposed to still be mad. I'm supposed to still be hurt about this. Like, I was so hurt. But I don't. It's crazy. Like, I don't know how to hold grudges. Like, I always tend to look back and be like, it's not about you. This is probably about them and this has nothing to do with you. So let it go. That's so mature. I, yeah, I'm not ma that mature. Yeah. I um I can hold <laughs> grudges. I, mm -hmm. I'm okay. But then also sometimes if some something really bothered me, for some reason I um 
I can't remember it sometimes. Oh, you like compartmentalize. Yeah. And then it'll come out later. I'm like, oh shit. That's why I was mad. Yeah. yeah. Like it'll if it's really mm. if it really bothers me, I'll <laughs> right. for some reason I won't remember it. And then I just repress it and then it'll come out later. Is that from people that you like really care about and love though? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I feel yeah. like it hurts the worst. So you wanna mm -hmm. like I you would compartmentalize it so that you can you can Because who wants on to remember them. and feel that? Like I don't wanna yeah, feel that. Right. I don't wanna right. feel yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. I forget that I'm mad at the person or that it, even something happened and I just like I forget and I'm just like, Yeah, not me. It. I always remember what people <laughs> do to me. I, I used to say God forgives and I don't Sorry, Rick Ross. Yeah, <laughs> yes. but I I'm I have been on a, a faith journey for a couple of years, and with a faith journey comes a lot of forgiveness. Hmm. So there we yeah. go. Hallelujah! My God, Has, um, I Kiana, forgive do you, now. Do you fall in love really easily? It's kind of a hard question for me mm -hmm. because I feel like I don't ever go seeking shit, but like I'll fuck around and find out. <laughs> and I'll find out later. <laughs> I, I really, I think it's easy for me to like separate sex from like love. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. It's, it is really easy. People act like women can't do that. I know. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And I've done it successfully. <laughs> but <laughs> there's times where like people have fallen or they get feelings. And then I feel kind of like convinced after a little bit to like go on a date or do whatever like I'm kind of just like go with the flow like fuck it and then eventually I'm like okay like you're kind of cool whatever <laughs> and then you know everything goes from there so I don't think I fall in love easily but I think I am I think once I hit that point I fall in love fast okay yeah because sometimes we try to prevent that from happening you know, sometimes you're like, I really like this person, but I will not allow myself. I will not. <laughs> I feel like as I've gotten older, I've become more selective. So now everything I touch, I'm totally obsessed with. Mm -hmm. huh, That's okay. funny. You know, like when I was drunk and having fun when I was younger, it was so easy for me to like not care. But now anything I get involved with, I'm totally obsessed with. And they have to be totally obsessed with me. Mm. But can you separate sex from feelings, though? Not now. When Not I was now. younger. Her vagina has feelings now that she's gotten older. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. Yeah. I swear. Am I crazy? No, Not like fine. Kiana. Like, look, okay, so your ex, right? Mm -hmm. Can you have sex with your ex and not care anymore? Uh -oh. Yeah, I've done it before. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they cared. Okay. Yeah. Is that like a revenge get back kind of a little bit, too? No, I think it was hot. Like, I was just like, oh... Okay, this is like one of the last times we're ever gonna fuck. And then it's like, oh, you're gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss it. Cool. Like, there's something hot about it, you right. know? It's like hiding something, like hiding some sort of like rendezvous thing. Mm -hmm. And then, like, that's kind of on the same level for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, cause yeah, she's definitely talked about that. <laughs> Wanting to be like, okay, we broke up, but let's, you know, every now and then, let's link up. Yeah. Do you still ever go back if you're single? No. No. You feel like you could get with any of your exes if you wanted to? <laughs> if they were single, mm -hmm. probably. Okay. You're so respectful. Right. Mm -hmm. 
I'd be like, fuck that bitch. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Just joking. Just no, joking. she's just not. Joking. Just joking. <laughs> I'm trying to do a favor. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> When's the last time, like, when you are, end up in a relationship, do they ask you, like, hey, will you be my... Or are we monogamous? How does that even happen nowadays? Yeah, I think it's, like, very casual it happens very casually. I think when, when I get to that point where I'm like, okay, I caught feelings, we're spending every day together. Like, <laughs> we're spending every single day obsessed with each other. And then I think when it starts to... When it starts to feel, like, real, it gets kind of scary for me. And I've always told people that I've talked to, like, I could be in a talking phase for the rest of my life. <laughs> or, like, I could be in an exclusive phase for the rest of my life. I don't care. But my thing is... <laughs> I don't, I don't care about, like, I don't want to get married, right? Okay. Like, that's my, th I don't want to get married, but I want you to propose to me. I'm with you. Oh. Like, oh. I want to, do you want to be, I want you to be obsessed with me. Do you want to be engaged forever? Yeah. So, so my if somebody thing is proposes, like, you'll say no? No, I'll say yes. But she's not going to But like, we're not getting married. We're going to have a celebration of love. That's what I say. Yeah. I want to, because then we could do it every year if we want to. Right. Everybody, I want all of our friends and family to gather around and celebrate <laughs> how amazing every we year. are together. Oh. Every fucking year. They're going to be like, here we go. Here we go. Every <laughs> year. You know, do I have to Oh, do they do that? On Basketball Wives, yeah, every year. Are they still doing it? Probably. Yeah, I think so. That's their tradition. It works ridiculous. That's great. Yeah, see, that's a little. But it's they get much. married. See, but I'm extra as fuck. That's what I want. Oh, it would have worked. I'm a little then. much all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, what about has is being obsessed with you ever too much though? If we broke up. Okay. As long as you're together, it's fine. And look, we had that conversation. I was telling you, you want a guy to be obsessed with you if you like him like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, if you don't like him like that, it's annoying. But if yeah. you're like, I really like you. And I, I, you know, it's no, fun. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> What's the best gift you ever got? Mm, I think like, so like my love languages, gifts mm -hmm. is like the last thing. Mm -hmm. For me, if you're going to give me something, it's something like really thoughtful. Yeah, thoughtful you know? gift. Like, What's the it, best thoughtful gift? I would say the best thoughtful gift uh, for my birthday so my birthday is in April. Mm -hmm. So Easter is like right around my birthday. And I don't really celebrate Easter like that, but I love Easter egg hunts. Look, that's the same thing. I'm like, yeah. I don't really care to get married, but like but, I want but like, to be dress. proposed to. You had, I'm a like, I really you had a whole scavenger hunt in New York. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't really, I don't really fuck with Easter like that, but I love, I love Easter egg hunts. Okay. So I was like, oh, I really want to have an Easter egg hunt. And so on my birthday, <laughs> they did an Easter egg hunt for me. Aww, and it was like, there was cute. like notes in every single Easter egg sweet. with the Reese's, the, you know, like Reese's, they come out with the Reese's eggs. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those are the best. They have way more peanut butter than the regular ones. No, they're so, delicious. They're so fucking good. I just had one. So I love they, Easter candy. They're so good. They're half good. off right now at them. Wait, are they really? Yup, it's still. I will just put them up right now. I like them cold though. Me too. Yeah. I put them all in the fridge. Mm, I like it to melt in my mouth. Mm -hmm. It's can if you still like even when there. it's cold, it melts and it's like in the roof of your mouth. Mm -hmm. mm, but go ahead, continue your story. Yeah, yeah. So there was one of those in every single Easter egg too, and then at the end there was like a really big gold Easter egg, oh, and then I opened Aww. it and it was like a really big note. It was really Aww. sweet. That's so cute. That's thoughtful. That took time. Exactly. Yes. Preparation. Exactly. That's like acts of service to me. Okay. You know? yes. And that's not really expensive. 
No. Yeah, she said it's not about yeah, that. I like that. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing is like people think that you got to spend all this money. Yeah. And like you really don't. You could mm-hmm. take me on a surprise picnic and fucking exactly. put a bag of shit on it. Well, on a blanket. And I'd be like totally. I'd be like, <laughs> if they were like, oh, like I know you said da 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 da. And so here's a bag of shit because it reminded me of you. I'm like, thank you so much. Oh my She's God. So like, how did you not have problems shitting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That hit too hard right now. That really hit me deep. That's what she said. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I heard you say it early, so I had to return one. I'm oh. so happy. I think everyone should say that's what she said or that's what he said at some point yeah. today. <laughs> Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, hey, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keep you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boost the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him. 
take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so now how important is sex to you in a relationship? Oh, so important. <laughs> Physical touch is my number one love language. Okay, number one. Yeah, number one. I think once the sex starts going downhill, the whole relationship starts going downhill. But it's also like, it's kind of symbiotic. Like mm-hmm. once the relationship starts going downhill, then the sex, sex starts goes going downhill. downhill. Yeah. But you can't do have great sex with somebody, but not really care about them. Because you said you can separate the two. Yeah. Okay. So what's great sex to you? I really just... For, first... Now, at this point, because of everything I've been through in my life, feeling safe is actually like the number one thing. Okay. Because I'm sure ever all the women, especially in this room, have been through some sort of sexual harassment or assault, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And so now I think processing through a lot of my sexual trauma, I've had to try to connect back to my body. And so that's like the number one thing. If I don't care, it's still, it's, it's, Cool, but I still need to feel safe right. with that person. Okay. So you like cuddling. That's not and you're like no. I just need to like know that you're a good person okay. and you're not gonna fuck me over and like right. do some fucked up shit. Because I've also had that. Like I've I've been assaulted by people that I knew and that I trusted. So I really have to like feel it in my gut that you're a good person and I'm, my body is safe with you. You right. know? And then I'm free to I'll do whatever. And then after you do whatever. I always say I'll try anything once. <laughs> and then if I like it, I like it, which I like a lot of shit. I don't believe anything. There's not, there's not anything. a lot of shit that I don't like. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, let's name some. No. <laughs> Is there anything not. you haven't tried that you're like, I would try this? Not really. I've tried a lot. Threesomes? That, okay, no, that's actually one that I'm going to try. See? But there's, no, no, no. So I'm going to try that. Yeah. I am going to try that. <laughs> but I have... My 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 only thing is because I want the person to be obsessed with me, right? Oh my god! It has to be the right. <laughs> she has this thing where I know they I, have to be. They have to be with obsessed you. with me. I need to be the star in the bedroom. Okay, okay? No, that's the and you'll enjoy it if you're the star. That's the yes. only way I can have a threesome if all the attention is on me. It's two people all over me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's doable. Yeah. Also, yeah. I like women too, so okay. it would be. It's it's a little bit more level you know okay. it's cool I can't so it's a good experience for both of us then, but... i know but it's because 
The ground rules is mm-hmm. what I'm struggling with. What are the ground, are the ground rules? rules? That's my problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I it's like wh- who's gonna put what where? <laughs> so would you like you said that? Also, like, like you have that conversation when you get. I've never done it, but I would think you would no. have that conversation. Yes, you have to have it before because <laughs> yeah. you need yeah. to know what you're getting into, and I want to be able to look at you in the face after. If, you know, do you wanna, do you, would you like to have it with? A girl and a guy, two girls. Which one? What combination are you thinking about? Both. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever filmed yourself? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Are you scared (laughs) about that ever leaking or getting hacked? You you know what? About that. If it leaks, you're fucking welcome, world. That's how I feel no, about that. I would love to have your confidence. I can't control that shit. The hackers are on it right now. Yeah, yeah. like I cannot what? control that. If it happens, you're fucking welcome. Don't test me with a good time. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> are you blushing? So no, it's funny because it's like you're welcome. Uh, that was the last thing I expected. That's, I, that's the confidence I want, though. Yeah. So what's your favorite? Welcome? She's like, I know my favorite thing popping. to do while having sex. Like, what's the? You have to do it. I don't know. I like it all. Mm-hmm. I like it all. I like. I just like a good switch up too. You know, like I don't want to be doing the same thing. You got to switch. Over yeah, again. I agree with that. Sometimes guys know what makes you orgasm, and they do that all the time, every single time. Yeah, because right. the they think exactly. that's like what you want. Right. Yes. I yes. agree with that because sometimes it's like, okay, we could like move it around a little. <laughs> yes, I've definitely said that. Like, this is a. You know, I love this, but you know, this is also cool. Do you squirt? Yeah. <laughs> I just realized yeah. that recently, though. Oh, shit. I know. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. I just you... want to try all the things my body can do. And I found out so many more things recently. How did you realize that you squirted? Like, so you... Masturbation. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. so I have not squirted through masturbation. But it's also because sexual trauma. Like, mm-hmm. I had a really hard time connecting to my body and really, like, letting loose and letting go. And, like, when I finally allowed myself to just, like, feel and not be so in my head and also... The person that I trust the most is myself. Right. So feeling the most comfortable, I was by myself. And that's what really led me to find out. I fucked around to find out. Have you done it during sex yet or only by yourself? I've done it during sex. Okay. On top or how? (laughs) Um, Were you on top or were... Not on top. No. No? No. Different ways, but not on top. And what about like percentage wise? How many times would you say you orgasm? Um, in every time or is it like 20%? pretty much every time okay pretty much every time so you know your body yeah you, you, you know, know your body yeah. very well yeah I mean I'm a very sexual person mm-hmm. so like I really I really do like to like I said it's been, it's been a process to be able to connect back to my body but I'm a very sexual person I love sex so I've definitely experimented with myself and with other people for sure do you kiss a lot during sex yeah <laughs> kissing is so important to me yeah I agree me too yeah. I want to kiss for a long time oh no before oh we start doing anything else through the sex yeah like I'm kissing the neck the arm the I whatever's there yeah I want your throat down I want exactly. my I want your tongue down my throat oh my gosh yeah, yeah. your face comes to me we're making out <laughs> yeah I'm messy oh my god <laughs> Yeah. We had to eat ass. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> she said, "I eat I ass. like it all." She's, "I do it all, baby." Yeah, yeah. I know guys love that. Everything but, but, okay, but what about this? What about the first time? Do you ever feel like the first time I hold back a little, like the first time you're with somebody because you don't want to do it all? 
I'm extreme. Okay. We do I'm hair, very extreme. If I'm doing it, I'm fucking doing That's what it. We were t- I was asking him earlier today. Yeah. I was like, hey, the first time you have sex, well, let's talk about a guy. Yeah. You give him head the first time. So we had mixed reviews. So yeah. and, and I was saying we should bring it up, but I don't know how open she is. So she was clearly. like, I don't want to be, you know, I was like, I feel like she'll talk about it. <laughs> so yes, the first time you the first time you have sex with a guy, you won't give him head. She'll do it all. She'll do it all. I'll Whatever. Do it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're already here. If I feel so comfortable I with you, yeah, yeah, if you feel safe. Okay. Yeah, that's what we said. Like, since we're here, we might as well go yeah. there. Like, try See, everything I, out. Yeah. I don't know if the it, first this is her time, rationalization. This I, is I don't know if the first time I have sex with somebody, I would do, I would give head because just in case it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. But you gave him pussy though. I don't. I mean, yeah, it's fine. But <laughs> yeah, <it's> fine. <laughs> I, I mean, they're like the same thing. They're both going like in your body. Like, sacred. I feel yeah. like the second time <clears> I would do it, but maybe the first time, just in case, is like I've never had a one night stand, but in case. That never happened. had a one I know stand. it's so terrible. I've always, I've always wanted to do it. It's never happened. There's been times that I've had sex with somebody, and I was like, "This might never happen again." And then it, it does. It did. Yeah. So that's not that. technically a, a one night, night stand. stand. I thought I had one, but Angela was is being a hater and said I never had one. Yeah, she had sex with somebody like multiple times. But that's on a n- on a cruise, I didn't know them, and then after that, but see, they try to, they try to keep coming back. So then maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely had that where they try to keep coming back, but there's that's not a one night stand. Then, but I didn't. Then that was a one night stand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. I think that's an amazing experience, like to go somewhere, to meet, meet somebody, someone, be kind of be able to have that that chemistry, like that strong. Off chemistry. the break, yeah. we just yeah. gotta do I've it. Never and then had a one never night, had like a one night stand, stand where I met somebody and we had sex that time, and then we never saw each other again. I've had that moment, like where I met somebody and we locked eyes, and, and we had a crazy triathlon of sex the first night we met. A couple hours later. But then we ended up having a relationship. Yeah, so that's for not a one night stand. That was your man after that. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's my man. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was my boyfriend was after that. Yeah. The intention was no, there. No, it was crazy because we we met and we had this, we went we stayed at um this famous hotel in the city. I can't remember right now, but whatever. We stood at this at, at a luxury hotel and we stood for three days just having sex and falling asleep inside of each other and ordering room service. I swear for three days. That's a long time. And, wow. And I'm like, we're leave. We finally get to the point where we're leaving each other and I'm like hugging and I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to see you again. And he's like, no, you're going to see me again. And I'm like, it's okay. If I never see you again, oh. it was worth it. Like we had a great time. But I saw him again the next day and the day after that. And the day after that. <laughs> we lived together. <laughs> we had a- <laughs> yeah. Have you ever like- had a, a woman call your phone? Like another or to be like, uh, you and mommy. No, I called after my ex cheated on me. One of my exes. I called their phone. How'd you have their number? And wrote a song about it. Yeah. (laughs) I messaged them on Twitter. Mm. Oh, I remember this hotel, Wardorf Astoria. (laughs) I've never stayed at a Wardorf before. (laughs) That's where I always stay. Yeah. Oh, is it? Isn't that fancy? That's where I stay. It is. That's where I stay when I'm in Atlanta and in Chicago. Those are my favorites, but it's not like crazy. Where were we just at? Four seasons? Four seasons. Four seasons. Okay, that's that's bougie. Yeah. That is bougie. It like, is isn't that like the bougiest? Um, hello. Well, here's the thing. If you travel a lot, you know. It's Listen, because we were at the Four Seasons. I was like, I don't know if they have a such as here. She was like, this is the Four Seasons. They'll find it. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, well, continue point. with your story. Yeah. So you called. Oh, you I was like, oh yeah. So I DM'd her. I got her number. Mm. And, well, okay. First, he told me that he cheated on me. Oh. Shit. So then I was like, with who? And he was like. Such and such. No, he didn't even tell me at first. And Why I was like, with you? who? 
with because he had a guilty conscience. Okay. Like he he yeah he yeah. My conscience ain't never Mm-mm. been that guilty. But continue. <laughs> right, I'm never telling on myself. <laughs> I'm take I'm a deny like a nigga. Unless <laughs> <laughs> um, you catch me on camera, like what? and even still, and it even still, shaking. that wasn't that, that was it. It's only the back That's of my head. Shot. I didn't turn around. It was my face. <laughs> it's, uh, it's AI now. <laughs> That's AI. It's now and now it's a good excuse. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I asked him like three times and then he finally told me. I found her on Twitter. I DM'd her and I was like, hey. And I didn't even put blame on her too much. She knew. Mm-hmm. But I was like, she she was also, the situation was just fucked up. And I was just like, I know this isn't all on you, but I just want you to know like I'm a real person and that fucking hurt. And da da da, you ruined a relationship, three years, da da, whatever. And then, she was like, can you please like talk to me? And I was like, yeah, I would love to call you. And she was like, okay. So we talked on the phone and she told me all the details. Oh, Damn. I can, I don't know Did she know that. he was in a relationship? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I she knew. She knew. Why it was dirty? Do need to know all the details? Yeah, I couldn't stomach it. I did. Why? Shit, because it was my first love. And like, I think if it wasn't, if, if it was, if I thought that it was how he was presenting it, I think it would have been much harder for me to leave the situation. Okay, okay. So you needed to know. So what I needed to know the details. Oh, like what he would say to her was what he said to me a lot when we were so fucking. You know it was true. I know it was true. Like she didn't obviously didn't know that, and right. like she told me, and it was like wow. And then just the way it happened, like they had a threesome. I got cheated on in a threesome, oh. you guys. Well, like, I, don't, so I don't think that's that bad. Threesome, at least it's something. It different. was bad because. For me, okay, and I'll I'll open this up to everybody, but for me, it's like if if my person's going to cheat on me with a one night stand when they're drunk or if my person's going to cheat on me and have an affair with someone that they're in love with, I'd much rather choose, I'd much rather have them have an affair Mm -hmm. than cheat on me when they're drunk for one night because you're throwing away years of a relationship for one stupid fucking mistake. So you would say the opposite. If you have an affair, I'm like, okay, at least you were in love. Like, obviously it would fucking hurt. No. Obviously it would hurt, but I'm like, there was a fucking reason. No, you have feelings for her. You love her. You buy her. I can't You buy her gifts. You love her. And you the buy her gifts first. I'm going to die. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I think a one night stand or like something that doesn't mean anything. is better. Because sometimes guys think that like, I love you, but this didn't mean anything. But it's way worse if it's like, I love both of you. But isn't it like... It's like Imagine a the guy said you I love though. both of you. Can For you me, ima- it's like it's like even more disrespectful. Me? That's how she feels. Which, oh, sorry, say the last. last I was just saying it's, it feels even more disrespectful to me if you're doing it just for fun. So random. Oh. But yeah. you're still number one in the other situation. In that situation, mm, nope, they're number one. <laughs> no, they're okay, they're so, number one. So you 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 heard all the details about his cheating mm-hmm. situation. Okay, yeah, and then she told him. That we had a conversation, and then he called me and got mad at me. The what? nerve! Oh yeah. wow! But you know, guys like to turn it around. How did you oh, get yeah. mad at you? Not he was just awful. like, "I can't believe you fucking called her. I can't believe you her. How could you do that?" And I was like, "I don't give a fuck. Like you, you plan to I keep fucking give with a her? Fuck. So you really broke up after that? Because sometimes yeah. it takes a little while. Yeah, we broke. So also, what's fucked up is I had just me and my parents. So he was in another country and did this, and me and my parents had just moved us in. To our own apartment. Oh no! Two days before we signed the lease. Two days before he told me. You lie. So I was like, "This is so fucked up." So we had to talk about the apartment after, and like, and then also, I didn't feel closure at all because 
I we broke up over FaceTime. Like he was in another country oh. for a Where was while. He in London? Yeah. How'd you know that? I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Did you just guess or you knew no, that? No, I know, I know. Okay. Whoa, that was crazy. Um, <laughs> that was, whoa, curveball. Um, <laughs> yeah, my no. Cousin. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, yeah, so I was just like, it was it was hard for me to let go, obviously. Yeah. I went through a really rough time. Because I up and you do some shit, I need you to be here. Like, yeah. I don't need you in London. Well, that's the person that Lord you rely what. on, too. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that was my best friend. I was with him yeah. for three years. So it's like really, really traumatizing and like really sad. And that was also like his brothers and everyone that was that was like my family. Like we all lived together. So it felt like everything. It felt like our whole family was breaking up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was a lot to let go of. But when he came back, he came back to L.A. and I was just like you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't even come and see me for me to have a conversation with you. Like, right. that's disgusting. And I kind of went off and said some shit I probably shouldn't have said. But, like, you did some shit that you shouldn't have done. <laughs> you so. went off at the mouth. I love it. Yeah. I was just, Some I of those things okay. you can't take back. The problem is that now you feel like you were in the wrong. Like, damn, I said some fucked up shit. Like, yeah. And I am I feel guilty really easily. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm the person that could be innocent and be interrogated and, like, I would be, end up in jail. Because <laughs> I'll just admit some shit I didn't even do. Because like, I feel okay. so guilty I I'm, yeah exactly i'm like damn maybe i led this da, 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 and then that's why this happened and right. now I'm, a, I'm an accomplice well let me ask you this how does your relationships affect work like have you ever been with somebody or been so in that like you've neglected things that you had to do or does it fuel what what you have going on i think it fuels what i have going on um i think either way whatever i'm I don't want to call it a distraction because it's just life. Like you got to live life Mm -hmm. because life informs art. And so whatever I'm living on the outside, I'm going to do the same amount. Like if I'm going out and partying with my friends or doing whatever, that's the same amount that I'm going to do where I'm partying with my friends and hanging out with the person I'm with. So I don't neglect nothing. Work is always really important. And I, I make sure I'm always with people that are really driven. So, and have like really intense, beautiful goals. And so I think we both are kind of have the understanding always that work is a really important part of our lives, especially if we want to get to where we're going to go together. Oh, well, listen, we're really excited for graduates. We just, um, we've heard a few of the songs, but I know it's about to come out. Are you going on tour? Yeah. August. No. Okay. September. September, October, November. No, I look at Christine for these things. She's September, September. It mm-hmm. changes all the time, you know. I see why people love you so much, though. Thank like you. this is a really great, fun mm-hmm. conversation. Very Thank open, yeah, yeah. Very open. And crazy, you crazy you girl. We love I know it. I'm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm medicated. Same. She is too. <laughs> yes. I can tell when she don't take her medication too. She be like, Jazz, did you take your medicine? I'm like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's like, let me get. I need a banana so I can take. <laughs> <it."> <laughs> <laughs> with food. So yes, no, you have to. You have to. But like, I listen. I'd rather be alive and have to take medication and be nauseous without eating a banana than For sure. right. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Wait for it to kick in, so I tell it hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> yeah, you gotta wait those like forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. How did wow. you know that you were bipolar before? You, did you know before you were diagnosed? So I actually, so bipolar schizophrenia runs in my family, mm-hmm. and I was told by I, I experienced the first depressive episode that I can remember. I was twelve, and I've always dealt with anxiety and depression, and so I thought that's just what I had. 
And, you know, I've always been like hyper bouncing off the walls. And then sometimes I would just like become some like some person that just like wasn't me almost like really quiet and just like not acting like myself. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of happening my whole life. And then I was told by two people before I got diagnosed by my current therapist that I was bipolar and I didn't believe them. One of them was um, Jennifer Lewis, who also is bipolar. Yes. She's fucking amazing, amazing, incredible. She she did an outro on Heavy, one of my songs about mental health and depression. And um, she invited me to her home and we were talking and I was just crying, telling her about all the shit that was going on. And she was like, bitch, you're bipolar. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not. And she was like, yes, you are. I'm sorry, but you are. She like, she, I recognize it. Yeah. She gave me some homework and she was like, come to me when you're ready. I wasn't ready. I didn't I didn't come back to her. I was so scared. And then a couple months later, maybe I was going to this therapist and I didn't I couldn't fully trust her. Like I wasn't really connected to her in that way. And she brought it up and mentioned that I was bipolar. And I was like, mm, no, I'm not. I never went to her again after mm -hmm. that. Cause it's just scary, you right. know? It's scary. Yeah. And then my therapist now, I really, really trust her. I love her. I think it's also important to have a therapist that looks like you. And so it just, there's a different kind of connection there. And she's so dope. Like, she'll be like, <laughs> she'll be like, I'll tell her something. She's like, okay, let me ask you a question. I'm like, yeah. She's like, do you want Dr. Or do you want Monica? And I'm like, that is, she is my bitch. Like, that is my friend. So I really trust her. And mm -hmm. she mentioned it to me in like a really caring way. She was like, what, how would you feel if I told you that you're bipolar? And we had that conversation and because I trusted her and she kind of eased me into it that way, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe there's something there, but also she, like, that's the proper way to give it to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just like easing someone out, in, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I really felt like finally, like there's, there's somewhere to go from here. Right. I don't have to live like this for the rest of my life. You know, I can really there's a path for me to yeah. feel You can better. take control of it. I don't right. have to just survive now. Right. Survive myself. I can like actually live and enjoy my life. That's great. Well, I'm mm -hmm. happy to hear that. And the new album, Grudges, comes out um, June 16th. Only one feature on this album too, and that's the song LMA, right? No, there's With, Oh, there's more? Because what yeah. we have here only has one. Yeah, there's, there's more. Oh, is that secretive or we don't have that? It's a secret? Or can I say... Okay. Christine gave me the go ahead. Okay. So um, we have Bryson Tiller. Oh, Woo! Yes. Okay. Ella Khalid. And um, I have a. Those are nice. You mm -hmm. always get the heavy hitters, though. You, you do. You're a heavy yeah. hitter yourself, but yes. Thank you. I mean, I, I really am so honored that I have people that are that fuck with me, that mm, are really successful and really talented, you know, like they know what the fuck they're doing. And I am so grateful that they're so genuine, you know, like they really backed me and they, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've had conversations with them about like the industry and how to get through shit. And they're just so fucking supportive. So I, I'm honored that these people want to work with me. Well, I'm sure they love working with you. Right. Thank you. As well. You know, it's a two-way street here. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And you're not going to be a stranger. No. Moving Come back. Forward. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, we touched on a lot of different things. And I think it was a really important conversation. Yes, so besides being super talented as a writer, as a singer, as an actress, any more um, acting roles coming up too? 
Uh, not coming up, but I'm definitely going to do it. I'm going to explore that okay. this next year for sure. Okay. Maybe. Anything you didn't tell us that we should know about too? Because I want to make sure we get it all. I mean, I think I said it, but I'm going to say it again. I am number one. <laughs> <laughs> I am number one. one. I am that bitch. <laughs> number one, number two, and number three, baby. <laughs> I am that bitch. Okay. <laughs> next, the next, um, next time she comes, we all should do like shrooms. I have some yes. For, yeah. I got I got us. I yeah. Think yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that's right. Oh, Fuck Angela us. definitely got the plug. Oh, she oh, for, that's what, what I was saying. <laughs> I, mean, I won't yeah. say I know how, but I won't say yeah, that. But she got it. I'm hitting you every time I'm in New York. No, I a thousand percent I got you and you can for trust sure. Me yeah. Because it's yes. for sure. family. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. <laughs> literally? Yeah, literally. Literally. Yes. Yes. Not like just literally. 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 Amazing. No, and it's a good plug. It's the he it's the he's official. Yeah, he's official. He's official. <laughs> my brother. My brother. Okay. Okay. I didn't want to say it. She yeah, said it. All right. Well, Kiana Lede, thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you Lip for service. having me. Thank you. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.